this year. I honestly believe that. It's for the church, but you are the church, aren't you? Living stones that make up life, church, vanilla. And I just really believe God has spoken to me about some things. If you want to follow along in the Word of God this morning, we'll be going to a few places, but we're going to start in the book of Joshua, chapter 6. I was uh, seeking the Lord just over the past couple of weeks for a verse for the year. I love having a verse for the year for the for myself and for the church. Uh, John 3.30 is my personal verse for the year, which simply said, he must increase, but I must decrease. And I'm absolutely set on that in my heart this year for me. But for the church, I... I uh, I just, yeah, I just like to have a direction from God and I just like to, like to see into the future and just see what God wants to do. And, and I, you know, I was praying for different one, ones of you and, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know everything about everyone. Uh, I really don't, but I do know that, uh, uh, I do know the struggles that some of you face. Physically, and I know some of the battles that some of you go through, and uh, that affects me too. I, I, I just so want to see breakthrough where it's needed in people's lives. I just long to see that when people have been sick for a long time, and it just, yeah, God, I really, really gets me to be praying. I tell you, and uh, and so I was praying the other day, and I, I don't know, sometimes just. Uh, it's easier not being the senior pastor. Um, let someone else worry about all the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a responsibility that comes with it. And sometimes I think, ah, yeah, I could retire and ride my motorbike for a living. That would be good. But God says no. But I was, I was just contemplating all those things, I guess. And, and uh, nothing particularly had stood out for 2.16. Began to read the book of Joshua. I just like reading it early every year. Uh, seems to me to be where church is for us, for life church. Last year we were, uh, we, I spoke out of Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, forgetting the past. Uh, God's going to do a new thing, and I believe he very definitely did last year. And, uh, but Joshua is like that. It's a, it's a new leader. It's a new day. They're going in to possess the promises of God. And as a church, that, you know, and as people, that's what we're doing, isn't it? We're going in and possessing the promises of God, the things, the great and precious promises, as Peter wrote, uh, that have been given to all of us. We, we're possessing them. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're undergoing change. God's working in our lives as we do that making us a bit more and a bit more and a bit more like him. And that's what it's all about. And uh, we're blessed to be blessings. That's the deal, isn't it? And uh, so I, I, nothing particular had stood out to me. And I began to read the uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Joshua, noting that in the previous chapter, right at the end of chapter 5, that Joshua had had this incredible encounter real-life encounter with the Lord of hosts, with the captain of heaven's armies, with the God who fights for us. And uh, 
uh, he had spoken to him and uh, you, you know the story, the place is holy, you know, get your shoes off Joshua, this is holy ground, this is a holy place and and uh, Joshua worshipped him there and I believe as we start chapter 6 verse 1 really is a, is a parenthesis to sort of uh, introduce the chapter, I believe it really follows on, the Lord spoke to him and continued to speak to him uh, when we come to verse 2. But verse 1 reads, Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, and like it's, it's, it's a really powerful word that the Lord said because the first thing they had to conquer was Jericho. That was the way into the land of Canaan, they had, they needed to conquer the enemies one by one as they came to them. They needed to get over the mountains and into greater Canaan. And, and to do that, this city fair smack in the way. They had seasoned warriors. Uh, they, they, you know, they knew how to fight. They had a massive wall around the city. And I guess to Joshua, you know, he was out there looking at it when he encountered the Lord. And he's just looking and thinking, well, how? Do we get in here? Like we can't burn it. We can't. We haven't got the equipment to fight them on their on their ground. Um, what are we going to do? Are we just going to camp here for forty years and starve them out or something? Like he, you know, it was a big deal for Joshua. And the Lord says to him in verse two, and the Lord said to Joshua, "See, have a look. Look at it all, Joshua. Have a look. See, I have given Jericho into your hand." with its king and mighty men of valour. And so it's okay, Joshua, I've given it to you. You're, you've already got it. It's in your hand now. Not going to come one day. Now I've given it to you. And, and you know, Joshua, by faith, accepted the word of God. He believed the word of God. I know he did because if he didn't, he wouldn't have been able to receive the instructions that followed. Wouldn't wouldn't have happened. And so he's believed the word of God. And, and so uh, God um, uh, instructed Joshua further down. We'll come to it later. But as I read that verse 2, it just really hit me in my spirit. The Lord has given you the city. He's put it in your hand. And I just felt he was talking to me about Life Church Vanilla. And I really believed he was talking to me about different ones of you that have struggled with issues sometimes for a long, long, long time. but. Their time is up. I believe God has put them in your hand and you're going to see miracles regarding those things this year and breakthrough like you've never, ever, ever understood before. I really honestly believe that. I'm not making it up to try and make you feel good. believe the Lord really put that in my heart as I was reading this the other day. And uh, it's like, uh, call it, you know, impregnable strongholds. It's what, it's what, Jericho was and it's like things that you just so struggle and you think will I ever get on top of this will this ever happen will this person ever get saved will this situation ever break will it will it ever we got a new year I believe this year you're going to see miracles and I, I, I speak that I take a risk and speak by faith the word of God I know what God said and spoken into my heart and I believe you will see stuff this year I really 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 do 
And uh, another point that God made to me there, and it's caused me to do a detour out of Joshua today, but I will come back to it eventually. Very clearly, I just felt him say, in my spirit, the battle is not yours, it's mine. You know, and sometimes we fight with all good intention because we love Jesus and we want to do our best, and sometimes we fight to exhaustion ourselves, but the battle, it's not really our fight, it's his. And we need to understand that. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, I believe some of you are going to see God fight for you in, in ways that you've, you know, you've not seen before. But, you know, when we're, when we're under attack, Jesus takes that personally. He so identifies with us like we're his people. We're God's people. Amen. Seriously, we are. And we're his children. And, when, you know, what happens if someone's picking on one of your kids at school? Think, oh, well, yeah, so be it. Man, you just about go and wring their neck or something, wouldn't you? Like it, it, it upsets you when that happens. And when we're going through stuff and the enemy's causing it, I mean, sometimes we cause our own problems too, don't worry. But when the enemy's causing big dramas, like he takes that personally. I was thinking about, you know, on the, on the uh, road to Damascus when uh, Saul uh, was going there to persecute the church and and he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, amen, that changed everything in his life forever and ever and ever. And he fell down and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul's thinking, what has happened? I'm in charge here. I'm, we're going and we're, yeah. And he's flattening his back on the ground and thinking, who was that speaking? It's interesting, isn't it? He must have had a sussy little feeling because he said, who are you, Lord? <laughs> you know, like it's an interesting, isn't it? It, it, it? Yeah, I like the way the old ones, the old translations put it. Who are you, Lord? And and the Lord said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. I just want you to know today he loves you and he understands where you're at. And when you're going through it, mate, he takes that personally. Okay, he's on your side. I want you to know that today. Can we do a detour? You know, they put a detour sign out and you've got to go around this way and, and back. And, yeah, well, we'll come back. But just just briefly today, you know, Second Chronicles, with the thought in mind that the battle is not yours but it's God's. Uh, Jehoshaphat, Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 14. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Matt, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly, and said, Listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. He had a word too. Amen. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde of people that are surrounding you and look like they're going to wipe you out. Don't get all concerned about it at all. Don't be afraid and dismayed. For the battle is not yours, but God's. It's, it's an incredibly powerful word, and I, I just believe the Lord put it in my heart for you, some of you this year. It's not your battle, it's God's battle, and he's fighting. But that doesn't mean that we do nothing. I don't want you to think I'm schizophrenic this morning, but, uh, you know, it's God's battle. We, we just need to rest in God. But we've got to do something. You think, well, which which one is it, Daryl? Well, I want to show you which one it is. And um, verse 16, tomorrow go down against them 
behold, they will come up and you'll find them at the end of the valley, etc., etc. Tomorrow go down against them. They still had to go down against them. But it's not their battle, it's God's. They're just part of what God is using to defeat the enemy. Amen? But but they're still got to do they still had to show up. Tomorrow you had to go down. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Why are they going down then? Well, I'll explain it to you. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. So they still had to go out. They still had to do something, but the battle and the fight wasn't theirs. The battle was the Lord's, and he was going to fight for them. And, and, you know, we've got to stand firm. We've got to hold our position. There's times we've just got to take a stand and stand. And we are not moving. Amen. We are standing there until victory comes. Sometimes that's what we've got to do. But he will give us the strength to stand. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, we must not let the enemy, uh, uh, you know, get dismay or fear going in us and, and we don't want to give him a foothold, amen? Uh, the way I see it is like this. It's like we Christians, if we want to possess the promises of God, if we want to win the fight, we need to get into the ring with the gorilla, Joe Frazier. Who's ever been a boxing fan who remembers the gorilla, Joe Frazier? I used to love him. He wasn't a real good boxer, but, man, he could hit. Big round arm swinger, big black fellow. He was, I loved him. And he and he was he was the champion of the whole world. He was the heavyweight champion until some other bloke came along and beat him. And that was the end of it, wasn't it? And it's like I'm telling you this morning the devil was the champion once. Until he had a, a, a big fifteen round fight with Jesus at Calvary. And he got so beaten. I'm telling you this morning he got so beaten. He got so beaten. He's not in charge anymore, I'm telling you. Amen? He's an imposter. He got so beaten. But it's like we got to get in the ring and fight with him. And uh, uh, but, but, but the Holy Spirit fights through us. Like we, We've got to get in there and, and we've got to fight. And see, like... For Jehoshaphat, it was all about praise, and I'll read that, you know, in, in a more, in, in a moment. Uh, worship is a huge thing. It's a huge weapon. And so is prayer. And so, you know, the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, just like Jericho. Amen. And they had to do something. But when we're fighting, you know, we, we, we go like this. We go, Oh, God, we just so honour you and we worship you, and that's one of those. And when you're fighting them guys, they're no good. But when the Holy Ghost is in you, and when you're letting God fight through you, you, you say, oh, we praise you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we just so thank you for what you've done, and that's that's just one of these in our strength. But to the enemy, it's, oh, man, what hit me? Like it so empowers us in a way we don't understand. We need to do the praising. We need to do the praying. We've got to turn up and do it. But God honors that. And he takes the fight over. Amen. He gets in there and you think, man, I'm not going to him again. Amen. That's, that's, that's the deal. That's what happens. 
Praise is an incredible weapon, let me tell you folks. Uh, you, you know, it really is, verse 18. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And then the leaders, uh, the Levites of the children of the Korahites, the children of the Korahites, stood up and, and praised the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning, went out into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Faith, amen, is another huge weapon that we have. Faith in God. He who comes to me must simply believe that I am. Amen. Hebrews 11.6, he that comes to God must believe that he is. There is just power in believing in God and who he is in your life. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Praise God. Jehoshaphat, the leader, the king, cries out for faith. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. Believe the word and you shall prosper. Amen. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. So if you want to join the music team, you should know that you might be required to go to war in front of the others. Yeah, you get, you get the arrows first. I'm not joking, either. Yeah. Those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. They went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. You can imagine the enemy thinking, What on earth? <laughs> Seriously, what on earth? <laughs> what have we got here? <laughs> like, you've got to be joking. Give me someone to fight. It's like Goliath, isn't it? Got a whole army in this end and some kid here. <laughs> me. <laughs> like, give me someone. Get real. Well, they were real folks. Don't you worry about that. When they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of all these places who had come against Judah and they were defeated. I'm telling you today, I, I believe some of you need to stop praying, asking prayers. And you need to start thanking God for the answer that you're going to get. Amen. Sometimes there comes a point when you pray. And I don't know, sometimes you just got to know in your spirit that it's got there somehow. And you need to start thanking him for the answer that's coming. Because it's like your kids, isn't it? You know? When's it coming, Dad? I told you it would be here. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? No. Like, it drives you nuts. I don't know if we drive God nuts, but, you know, like, seriously, in this time, I believe there's times, I believe some of you this year will see results. Through praising God and thanking Him instead of asking, Lord, I've given the situation to you, I can do no more. I pray for this person, I pray for this situation, I pray against this stronghold in your name. And I know you've heard me, Lord, I know I've got through. I just know that, Lord, I'm thanking you for the answers that you have come. Believe you've given it into my hand. Praise God, I believe some of you are going to see miracles this year. That way, I really honestly do. 
So without seeming too schizophrenic, I want to talk to you about another key, okay? This is the key of silence. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the book of Joshua. We're back with D2. We're on the main road again, okay? So we're heading home. So uh, turn, turn back to Joshua, chapter 6, verse 3. Let me just read the verses here, and I just want to preach as I go through them. This is instructions to Joshua. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with a ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. So you think, yeah, we're into shouting, and there is certainly time for victory shouts. Don't ever get me wrong on that one. Amen? There are times sometimes to declare victory and to shout praise unto God. There really is. And and that's what the word's teaching us here. And uh, they'll all shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord, went forward, blowing the trumpets with the ark of the covenant of the Lord, following them. I just love that, you know. you got these, these uh, armed men going out front. I think of the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. They're marching on the word that God has given to Joshua. Amen? I've given them into your hand. That's what it's, that's, that's what the type that comes to me. And, and then you've got the priests blowing the trumpets. And you know, the, the, the trumpets, the ram's horn, they, they, they blew them. These type of ones are like jubilee. It meant freedom. And, and the, the, the horn was also a type of uh, strength or power in Scripture and it was also used to declare war. So the uh, Jericho people are on, on the wall looking down thinking, what are modern loonies? Having no idea that they were declaring the word of the Lord and victory by blowing them. They didn't know what was going on. They're there with their physical bows and arrows and they used to make hot oil. They tell me they can tip over on soldiers trying to get up a wall and uh, war's never been any prettier then or, or now. And, uh, uh, you know, like, that. and these people are, are marching, not saying anything. It's just quiet after these jolly trumpets go. I mean, what are they doing? Like, uh, they must have thought they were fair nutters, I'm telling you, but... The Ark of the Covenant, they had a rear guard behind the Ark, but the Ark of the Covenant, borne by the priests, was in the middle of the whole thing. The presence of God. I just love the presence of God, folks, I tell you. I just love it here on Sundays when there's just a real sense of the presence of God. I just love the worship there this morning and declaring the things that we did. I just love it so much. But, you know, you know the picture I preached on it not so long ago. The presence of God was with them in that Ark of the Covenant. Today we live under a new covenant. Amen? And we're the temple of God. His presence lives in us. Don't ever, ever, ever underestimate that when you're, 
when you're going through stuff, don't ever, ever, ever underestimate that. It's really, 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 really powerful, let me tell you. Praise God. Ah, where are we up to? Verse 9. The armed men were walking before the priests and were blowing the trumpets, and the rear guard was walking after the ark, and the trumpets, while the trumpets blew continually. I see obedience here too, you know that? Joshua and Israel did exactly as the Lord asked. I, I love Joshua's no arguing obedience, but that comes from having faith. We tend to argue when we don't have faith. What I want you to do, Joshua, is, is take the armed men. Not all the people went around, the armed men did. I think on the last day maybe they all did. It's hard to quite define that from Scripture, but the armed men will march around, and then these will follow, and these will follow. You think, well, Jesus, you know, Lord, like, look at the walls, come on now. See, if you don't have faith, that's what would have happened. There would have been an argument. You know, you need to, we need to get, no, no, Joshua, we need to, you need to do what I, no, but Lord, you need, you know what I mean? When, when there's no faith, you get arguments. He had a no argument obedience to the word God gave him. God loves that. God loves instant responders to his word. Praise God. Can I encourage you with that one today? He loves instant responders, instant, no arguing responders, okay? You said it, Lord. He went straight back and said, Priest, this is what you've got to do. Amen, you go here. Straight back and put it in place. See, obedience right down the line. I love that. It's such a powerful, again, scriptural principle. Love it. And uh, verse 10, But Joshua commanded the people, You shall not shout or make your voice heard, Neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout, then you'll shout. So what, what's, what's the silence about? It's interesting, isn't it? That's, 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 you know, that's very interesting. In, um, in, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 14, in verses 13 and 14, but these are going to be our church verse for the year, verses for the year. And uh, the, the people of Israel have got out of Egypt and they've escaped. They're going. <laughs> They're leaving. They've put the the blood of the lamb on the, on the lintel and, you know, the story, the cross, and they're, they're free. And then they look back one day and they see the dust rising from the desert, the enemies after them again. Because I believe this is a word to some of you today and it's going to be a word for you this year. You're going to have things broken this year and they're never going to bother you again. And they looked up and they said, Oh, Moses, they're coming again. They're after us again. And uh, so poor old Moses, and he said to the people, Fear not. I mean, he, he went to the Lord and the Lord spoke to him, etc., etc. I haven't got time to do all the verses today. But Moses said to the people, Fear not. Stand firm. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. And verse 14, the Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. Wow. That's easy, isn't it? They didn't have to say anything. But again, Israel had to do something. Their leader had to hold his rod out over the sea. Again, you know, it's, 
type signifies authority, like had to take authority over the sea and, and the, the wind blew and dried it up. But, but um, I just believe that's going to be a word for some of you this year. So I've got words everywhere, haven't I? I believe he's put things in your hand that I believe some things are going to be broken and they're never, ever, ever, ever going to bother you again. And they're awesome when they happen, aren't they? I remember when I used to have to preach and used to have to do what my son was doing this morning and lead worship and it was, I hated it because just always nervous and I don't know why and I don't know if people could tell but you sort of look a bit like elders at times, your legs shaking and it's nerves, it's not anything else. You know, and seriously and I hated it, I hate that sick feeling like I couldn't eat breakfast if I went somewhere, it just felt, and just and Daryl's going to preach for us today and your mouth's dry and you get up there and it was never as good as it could have been and the songs were never, it just it bugged me so much. And I know God set me free one day. Just I, I just said, Lord, if you called me to do this, I can't, I'm, I hate this. I'm not enjoying it. I, 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 I always want to trust in him and I need to and I'm very aware of that. But I just said, Lord, I, can't, I cannot handle this. And, and uh, I said, Lord, you've got to do something, and that's all I pray. And I remember somewhere I was in Myrtleford, actually, at the church there when it was, and, and uh, a couple of three weeks later, and um, and I, I was I was preaching, and I, I sang some songs, and and I just it was really good. God was doing some stuff, and in the middle of it all, I had this sort of flashlight. I'm not nervous today. I really was just free to be able to speak what was on my heart. I was just free. I just felt this liberty to, to do what God had called me to do. And it's never come back and never will. And sometimes with something big or a big wedding or a big funeral or something, you think, Lord, help me not mess this up today. You know, like, you know what I mean? But it's not, it's just, yeah. I'm just confident if God's given me a word, I can do it. You know? And I, and I believe some of you, I, I can, I'm sorry to labour it, but I believe some of you are going to really break through this year and you'll never, ever, ever have the problem come back. The Egyptians got buried in the water and that was the end of them, wasn't it? wasn't the end of Israel's problems, by the way. But, but yeah, that particular problem it was. So that's our verse for the year. Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you will only have to be silent. And, you know, I don't know, I think silence at times like in those situations God wants because like Zacharias, remember he preached a couple of weeks, it was a Christmas Eve about Zacharias and John and and John, uh, Zacharias, you and your wife, you're going to have a baby. No, no, it's not possible, we're old now, this is, you know. No, you are. And in the end, he, he, his mouth got closed, didn't it? He couldn't speak. Sometimes I think God wants silence because on the fifth day they're marching around. Well, I don't know, you reckon Joshua knows what he's doing? I mean, how many times are you going to do He didn't give them all the plan in one day. He just said every day, this is what you've got to do. Hey, guys, get up, get ready. We're going again today. Lord. And four times, we didn't get a phone call, we were marching around, oh, look at them, they're all laughing at us. At least they got the roof off the top. That's what, that's what tends to happen with people, isn't it? God said, no, no, no noise. Just shut up. Declare the stuff that the trumpet's doing. 
Amen? And, and, and just, just, yeah. But there came a time when there was a big ram's horn call. Amen? And then they shouted before God and the walls fell over. Praise God. There's a time for it all. But I believe you will see victories this year and it was so strong in my heart and you won't have said too much at all. Remember, remember the, the, uh, the lady that built the wall, the couple built the wall for, uh, built the house on the wall, the, the granny flat, the prophet flat on the wall for his, um, Elisha and the little boy died. What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? She didn't say anything at all. She went to the man of God. Amen. Yeah. Didn't say anything. She said what she needed to say when she needed to say it. We can learn a lot from that, folks, and you're going to get victories this year and you won't have said too much at all. Well, praise God. Remember Gideon. Remember Gideon and his men. I'm glad I wasn't Gideon. I like a big congregation. Half of ours are away today, but that's okay. Um, yeah, it's holiday time. But yeah, he started off with a few and God got rid of them all, didn't he? The ones that do that send them home. They think, oh, I don't know what I'm Go down and do this. The ones that do that send them home. <laughs> They're running out of people now. Like, yeah. They're a big enemy, Lord, you know. No, 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 that's what he's doing. Doesn't he? Yeah. Remember finally when they broke the pitches and, yeah, they ran down the hill. They all freaked out and started killing each other, didn't they? I like that. He fights through, you see. Praise God. Joshua 6.20, so the people shouted when the trumpet blew. Yeah, and as soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they captured the city. It's awesome stuff, isn't it? It really is. Praise God. I, I love Psalm 37. It's one of my favorite ones. I haven't got time to read it all today, but 37.5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Verse 7, rest in the Lord or be still in the Lord, my old Bible says, and wait patiently for him. There. Can I encourage you with that today? Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? I I, I think we just need to, to give a big praise shout today to Jesus. Amen. Do you think we need to do that? I, I, I reckon we need to do a big praise, uh, just a big praise, praise, just a loud praise to Jesus. Amen? You got a trumpet sound?